new family practices, rhythms of living that cultivate formation with others as a new family member. Prayer. Psalm 145:18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. 1 John 1:9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praying with others. Scripture reminds us that there is a unique power in pursuing God communally. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Likewise, James tells us that confession to our spiritual community brings about healing that we will not experience alone. Communal prayer offers the opportunity for rich encounters with God. It also honors our relational design. It provides gateways to deep relationships with our spouse, close friends, children, and other members of our spiritual community that is made only possible through the Spirit and a unified purpose. You can pray with others through any of the prayer templates outlined in the New Person section on pages 52 to 58. And when you gather with others, also add in prayers of confession and repentance and praying for the needs of those you're with. Rick Dunn provides the following observation on the practice of prayer. One of the ways I've learned about prayer is by living a life of prayer over a very long period of time. As you do, you begin to see patterns in yourself, how you walk with God and how He walks with you. I remember once praying for my daughter. I wanted God to give her favor in a crucial area of her life. It was important to her. It was important to me. It was something that mattered in her life. And so I prayed diligently. And the answer to that prayer was beyond what I expected. I was blown away at how my prayer had been a part of her journey. A few years later, my youngest son was also in a season when I was praying very specifically for him. The things I prayed about were also vital to him and to the trajectory of his life. However, it went very differently than I thought it would. It appeared that God had not heard my prayers, or maybe that he had ignored them or had pressed against them with a different answer than what I expected. So my expectations, once more, were blown away. But I've come to see both cases as loving acts of God. Each was a part of the redemptive story he was telling in their lives. And so one of the things I have learned about prayer is to remind myself that I am not primarily approaching God requesting that he affirm my agenda. Instead, I'm approaching God to participate with him and his redemptive story in their lives. And my prayer allows me to bring my whole heart even expectations that might be unmet or inaccurate. They're all a part of the conversation. I genuinely say to God, this is how I want this to go. This is what I think and believe to be true. And in doing so, I allow myself to be more vulnerable, to begin to experience how he sees things and what he does. It doesn't eliminate the sting of when prayer is not answered the way I think it should be nor does it diminish the celebration when it's answered the way that I'd hoped it would be. Instead, it reminds me that prayer is my way of participating in his redemptive story as it unfolds in the lives of the people I love and the world in which I live. One of the things that we've done within the book is we've provided a lot of white space, space to write in the margins and to journal thoughts that you have. At this point, 
grab a piece of paper or a journal and write down what you've learned, what God has revealed, and what you're thinking about. 